Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Once again, the Bays team is the best team, the Golden State Warriors. What is up, Dub Nation? Brandon Cadiz here, back with a new episode of Strength and Numbers. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to hit follow on wherever you listen to your podcast to get the up to the latest new episodes of Strength and Numbers. You can also follow us on Twitter at dubs underscore strength. That's D-U-B-S underscore strength. And the podcast host, Twitter, mine, Brandon Cadiz's. Yours truly is BKD0, B-C-A-D-I-Z-0. We got to plug all into that because we got to talk about Mike James's latest comments on Steph Curry. Scottie Pippen clapping back at Draymond Green and his comments about the 98 Bulls and how the 17-18 Warriors could potentially beat them or actually smoke them in a seven-game series. All of that on this episode of Strength in Numbers. The Petty King Tour continues. Steph Curry claps back at Mike James. A little funny moment with him and the media at his Steph Curry camp with all the young hoopers around him. But we got to preface this by saying what Mike James had to say about Stephen Curry on the Players Choice podcast. Let's listen in. I do my top five off of like, obviously, you got to perform and kill and all that. That's number one but then like i gotta look at your game and just how you do it and steph like how he plays and how he gets stuff off just it's just kind of one-dimensional at times if that makes sense like from what steve curve draws up yeah basically like he's just not he's not the primary ball handler a lot right and for a point guard that kind of bothers me but he does score off the dribbles so, i mean he's a superstar so this is like i mean when you're picking your top five you're kind of just picking it you're drawing the straws at this point like Now, for all of those that don't know who Mike James is, if you're not into the NBA or as basketball, like really deep into it, you wouldn't know who he is. And I wouldn't blame you. But he was a former teammate with Kevin Durant, plays EuroLeague ball overseas. You know, there was these videos, these highlight tapes of him on YouTube hitting these crazy floaters, these runners, you know, just inside of the three point line. And there were crazy shots. Like, don't get me wrong. Mike James is a baller, but to a lot of casual folks, they don't know who Mike James is. Mike James was asked about his top five NBA players in the league right now. And he doesn't have Steph Curry on that list. Now, he later goes on to say that, ironically, he believes Steph Curry is a top 10 all-time player, that he's just not a top 5 player in the league right now. And as you heard in the audio, it's because he gets his shots off ball. Sure, Steph Curry can score off ball on the motion offense off of screens, stagger screens, whatever Steve Kerr likes to draw up. But come on, Mike James, even a casual NBA fan, just if you watched the NBA Finals, did you not see Steph Curry cook off of the pick and roll? You know, there was this video surfacing too on Warriors Twitter where Mike, Mike, excuse me, 
Marcus Smart rejects the screen, wanted no part of Steph. And after he went under the screen and got switched on to somebody else, Steph Curry buried that three. Steph Curry's able to drive to the lane. Like Mike James Point is just not educated if you know basketball. If you know basketball, you know that Steph Curry can work off the ball just as well as he can on the ball. And there was that narrative before the NBA Finals that Steph Curry can't do it in the NBA Finals. He doesn't have the Finals MVP. But to further that point, they don't think he's a one-on-one player. They don't think he has the finishing moves as Kyrie Irving has. But if you watch Steph Curry's game, his ability to penetrate and attack the defender, even early on in his rookie career, we saw that little fake um, that he had on Timothy Mozgov, if I remember correctly, stretch the ball out, you know, spin around and hit that shot, a little floater over him. Steph Curry could finish even at a young age even his frail frame within first within his first three years in the nba it was evident and i don't know what mike james is talking about we got to get our sponsors in here first bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, hey, Mike James might just be defending his teammate Kevin Durant on his top five list. We don't know, but I'll be damn sure I'll give you my top five list in no particular order. Of course, Steph Curry is going to be on there. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, I would have to say Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic. That's my top five right now. And that's all I have to say on that topic. Steph Curry continues to get disrespected. After that tangent, after my point of defending Steph, if you're listening, Steph, that's me defending you always have. But we now we got to listen into the audio of Steph Curry having a little fun poking at Mike James at his camp today. Uh, one-on-one versus you and any of the campers here, what does that look like? <laughs> oh, it's all bad for them. All bad for them. <laughs> Even as one-dimensional as I am. <laughs> I'm petty, dog. I'm so petty. <laughs> oh, I'm so petty. Keep it going. I like that one a lot, though. Sorry. You gotta keep that in there. Uh, <laughs> And we did, Steph. We kept that in there. That was that was funny on him. You know, I love Steph Curry's playfulness to be able to poke fun at himself. And hey. Maybe he's like Kevin Durant. Maybe he has a burner because this summer he's just going on that petty tour. He knows every single thing that's been said about him and he's poking fun at it. He poked fun at it at the ESPYs too. And man, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. I think Steph did a great job of hosting the ESPYs. You know, there were a little, some corny jokes, but hey, my favorite moment was him and Jay Farrow on stage. Jay Farrow finally um, giving Steph his credit at hosting the best sports show in the world but also his best achievement and man Steph he finally made it Steph you finally made it man that tune was just in my head continuously for that week a couple of days after that man I was just singing that around the house walking around and I think my family members thought that I was crazy 
Love that from Steph Curry right there. Man, that was the best moment of the ESPYs in my opinion. Now we got to get into Draymond Green and the reports of him looking for a max contract extension. It was about a few weeks ago that Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson of The Athletic reported that Draymond Green wants and believes that he deserves a max contract with the Golden State Warriors. August 3rd has passed and which he was eligible to sign a four-year deal. He's set to be paid $25.8 million and $27.6 million in the next two seasons. His last season, he has a player option, so he could opt out in the 2023-2024 NBA season. The max contract that he's looking for would be worth up to $164.2 million and a five-year deal. Draymond currently has two years left on his four-year $100 million contract extension that he had in the 2019-2020 season. Now, if we dive into the numbers, Draymond Green, again, is making anywhere from 25 to $27 million over the next two seasons. Now, for a max contract, that would be an increase of about $5 million per year. You multiply that by five times, that's 25 extra million dollars that Joe Lacob and the company has to give to Draymond Green if he's looking for that contract extension. Now, Warriors fans, I'm asking you guys, five years, $25 million. If you look at it that way, an extra $5 million to Draymond Green every single year for the next five years. Is it really that bad if you look at it in that sense? Now, for that $5 million, hey, maybe it can be thrown on at a free agent that's going to help the core out, right? Coming off of the bench as the mid-level exception. Of course, we saw that the Warriors dive into that with Dante DiVincenzo a little bit. Draymond Green right now currently at the age of 32 years old. In five years, he'll be at 37 to 38 years old. Now, do the Warriors want to take on an aging Draymond Green? Now, that issue of his back was a question this season and played the Golden State Warriors. Also, his play the past couple of years, not the aggressor that he once was in terms of scoring and hitting the three-pointer at an aggressive and sustainable rate that's going to help the team. Now, for Draymond Green, if he has a monstrous season this year and he returns to his old form, maybe scoring more points, you know, hitting the three-pointer at a more efficient rate, then maybe Joe Lacob and company will consider a contract extension. But you have to remember, the Golden State Warriors, are they going to let Andrew Wiggins walk? Final year of his $40 million contract. You also have to pay Jordan Poole, or will you pay Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole, of course, an amazing last season. He was a key man there in the NBA playoffs when Steph Curry needed a sit early in that Denver series. We all know what Jordan Poole has done. Now, the question is, if you're Joe Lacob and the Golden State Warriors, who are you going to pay first? Who are you going to prioritize first? Now, it might rub Draymond Green the wrong way, 
If you give that money to Jordan Poole, or if you give that money first to Andrew Wiggins, we know who Draymond Green is. He likes to speak out, and he wants to be prioritized. And if those reports right there by Marcus Thompson there from The Athletic, as well as Anthony Slater, are true, then, man, the Warriors have a rift there within those three players. And hopefully that doesn't translate onto on-court play because we saw what happened with Draymond Green questioned Kevin Durant about his willingness to come back to the Golden State Warriors. Now, is that going to play a factor? Do I see others around him? Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins question if Draymond Green would come back without a max contract extension? If you look at it this way, Draymond Green, is he going to have the same impact that he has with the Golden State Warriors on another team? How will that team use him? Are we going to see the old Draymond from the Michigan State dates, from his early years with the Golden State Warriors? His ability to attack, drive, hit those mid-range shots, hit the three-pointer at a pretty decent and solid rate to make him a threat for defenders to close out on him because we haven't seen that Draymond Green in years. And we saw what he did against the Boston Celtics in that series. You know, I think he only hit three three-pointers in that series, if I remember correctly. I know those numbers could be wrong, but my point is, once Draymond Green hits a three-pointer, I remember I threw that number out. Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors are almost perfect, if I remember correctly. Simply put, if Draymond Green is on the new team, we don't know what the answer will be, but most people will say he won't have the same effect. He's going to be a role player is what a lot of people would say, and I could agree with that until Draymond Green shows flashes this season of him being able to lead the team, be the go-to guy. Who's going to drop and give him five years and $140 million. Well, maybe a team that's rebuilding and wants to overpay. If Draymond Green wants to chase the bag, I'm sure there's plenty of teams out there willing to give it to him. Detroit Pistons, Charlotte Hornets, those type of teams that will have a free agent contract spot open within the next two seasons and a max slot open within the next two seasons. I don't think he's going to go to a winning team, but if he does, I'm sure it wouldn't be a max contract unless a free agent max salary spot opens up for that particular team. Now, it would scare me if Draymond Green went to a contender. If he went to Phoenix Suns, a Los Angeles Lakers, a Denver Nuggets, if he stays on the West or maybe even in the East, what if he goes to Kevin Durant's new team and teams up with him there? Man, would that be a story. Or if a new super team forms, basically if Draymond Green goes to a really good top five team in the East and West, sure, it will scare me. But if he's chasing the bag, we'll have to see what teams can sign him to that five-year, $140 million max contract extension or max contract that he is looking for. Speaking about Draymond Green, more news on him. We remember his tweet a couple of weeks ago where he was just watching, chilling. It was the end of July, and here was the tweet from Draymond Green. I have it right here. I'll read it. I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah in the finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team would have beaten these Bulls by a dub and these Jazz by 40 if they're going to play these brands of basketball. And that's why it's dumb to compare eras. Well, Draymond, you just compared eras right there. And Scottie Pippen clapped back at Draymond Green off the topic. And here is what Scottie Pippen had to say. And this was 
out of NBC Sports Chicago. He was at a Dick Sporting Goods, like a little event that he had on there. But here's what he had to say. Put this out there. The best team to win the championship is the 96 Bulls. Tell Draymond I yell back. Now, Pippen's point about what made that team really, really good what was his best memory about that team, that 96 team? And he said, our record, 72 and 10 and 15 and 3, right there, 15 and 3 in the playoffs. Now, the 2017 Warriors, you compare that to 67 and 15, and they went 16 and 1 after they only lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers in game four of the NBA Finals. With a 3-0 series lead, we all remember that we were sh they were shooting for 16-0. Different eras, different times. Draymond Green just starting to stir up a topic here. Well, that 17 Warriors team, we know how good they were. It's different eras, bully ball back then. You can't even put an arm on a person in the 2017 season there for the Golden State Warriors. So who would have known? And of course, if you're playing 2K, you run those two teams against each other. That's not an accurate representation as well. Foul calling, game simulation, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you want to say. Of course, that Chicago team, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, Dennis Rodman, that's the tough team to beat against the Golden State Warriors. Now, of course, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, you know, the big four, including there, Draymond Green himself. You have Andre Iguodala. That Warriors roster was something else. It was the start of the back-to-back -back season there for winning championships, but... You look at the Warriors bench there, Jordan Bell that season, Omri Caspi, of course, you know, didn't play too much, you know, he was waived, you got Patrick McCaw, JaVale McGee, Zaza Pachulia, so you got Zaza there, David West, to, to bully those Bulls there. I don't know what would have happened, I think it would have been a seven game series for sure, who would have won, I couldn't tell you, you know, seeing the Golden State Warriors, all those games, this dynasty are unespecial to me. And, of course, I watch The Last Dance. I watch old clips and videos from those past Bulls teams. And I think you got to pay respect to your elders. Michael Jordan, in my opinion, still the greatest player of all time. It would be tough to beat him. I would still give the edge right there to those Chicago Bulls. But that's just me. So... I want to hear your guys' call on who would win the 2017 Warriors versus the 96 Bulls debate. And I want you to tweet at me at bkadiz0 or at our podcast page at dubs underscore strength. 2017 Golden State Warriors versus the 98 Chicago Bulls. Excuse me if I said 96. I meant the 98 Chicago Bulls versus the 2017 Golden State Warriors. We have to talk about this feel-good story here. The Golden State Warriors signed two players to exhibit 10 contracts. The first being Travion Williams out of Purdue, a center there looking for some depth for the Golden State Warriors. But the feel-good story we're talking about is Pat Spencer. Now, why is this such a feel-good story? Because Pat Spencer hasn't had the traditional route to work his way to the NBA, of course, with an Exhibit 10 contract. And you might just think that's what we're talking about. But no, it goes to an even greater extent. 
Pat Spencer was a standout player in lacrosse out of Loyola. And he was the number one overall pick in the PLL. That's the Premier Lacrosse League draft. Now, instead of signing with the PLL, being the number one overall pick, Spencer decided to attend Northwestern. He played at Northwestern in the 2019-2020 season. In that lone season with the Wildcats at Northwestern, he averaged 10.4 points, 4.1 rebounds, and 3.9 assists in 31 games, 29 starts in his lone college career. Last season, he played with the Washington Wizards G League team, the Capital City Go-Go, and he played in Summer League with the Washington Wizards Summer League team. He averaged 6.5 points, 4 rebounds, and 3.8 assists in 4 games. So the Warriors really have an athlete there at their hands. You know, the Warriors love to play with experimental players, players that take a not significant path to the NBA. We saw what happened with Juan Toscano Anderson. Just wanted to highlight that. We love his story. We love his ability to switch from lacrosse to basketball career. And it was said at a young age, he played runs with some NBA players, players in college, and he stood his own and stood his ground. And he believed that he was the better player, so he decided to go to basketball. And so far, that career choice is working out an Exhibit 10 contract for Pat Spencer and the Golden State Warriors. In other Golden State Warriors news, the Warriors unveiled their latest new statement edition jerseys for the 2022-2023 NBA season. Now, it's an ode to the 1975 team jersey. It will feature Golden State across their chest, and it's the first time they've done so since that 1975 season. Now, the Warriors had Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga display their that new jersey on their Twitter and put up a, of course, historic video talking about the roots and why they decided to go along with this jersey. Now, an interesting part about this jersey, not only does it have the Golden State in yellow across the chest, it has the Jordan Jumpman logo on the right-hand side of the chest, the upper right-hand side. Of course, it still has the Rakuten sponsor logo on the left of it, but it's interesting that the left-hand side, the left the left side where it goes down your ribs, right? It doesn't have the striping on the Golden State Warriors jersey. And what is also interesting is that on the left-hand side of the shorts, those stripings that go down on the right-hand side of the jersey aren't also on the shorts. So it's a very interesting one-sided jersey that has stripes on the right side. I also want to note that on the right side with the single stripe, it's yellow, and they don't have the traditional three stripes for the home whites that have the yellow three stripes or the away jerseys with the white three stripes. It's just one singular yellow stripe on the right side of the jersey. You know, that's the best I can do explaining it on the podcast. You'll have to check it out yourself, but it has some backlash as well, and I have taken to it. When they first tweeted it out, I said, Man, these look like Cal Berkeley's jerseys. Said it also looks like Michigan or West Virginia, the Indiana Pacers. 
you know, I take an issue to that, that simplistic look, that minimalistic type of situation that the NBA jerseys have recently put out. I think about this new Golden State Warriors jersey, in addition to the Utah Jazz and Cleveland Cavaliers simple jerseys that they've been putting out. And I don't like the way the NBA has transitioned to a more simple jersey with just big word font and colors for the team and whites with whatever their secondary color is i don't like that i like i personally i love the town jerseys for the golden state warriors you go back to the thunder we believe golden state warriors jerseys i want some creativity like that now of course the detroit pistons have are going back to their throwback jerseys with the piston horse and those uh teal jerseys that i absolutely love and all the NBA fans love that. But also um, with jersey leaks for the upcoming NBA season, we also know that the Warriors City Edition jerseys are going to feature a flower-like, plant-like uh, situation that'll be an ode to the Oakland Town Tree. Once again, it'll say Warriors. And this is courtesy of BasketballForever.com. They do a great job of leaking those NBA jerseys. But also, we're going to see the classic Golden State Warriors throwbacks from the Chris Mullen days where it says Warriors there. That's going to be their classic edition jerseys. You can check all of this out on BasketballForever.com. Just search Leak 2022-23 NBA jerseys. I'm looking forward to the Run TMC Day jerseys the Warriors are going to be rocking this season. And I'm very curious to what that flower-like or tree-like pattern is on the City Edition jerseys for this upcoming season. We'll have to stay tuned to the Golden State Warriors official announcement for those jerseys. But those jersey leaks have been accurate the past couple of seasons. So check that out. If you are interested in learning more about the Golden State Warriors jerseys for this upcoming season. But so far, the jerseys that they just released, the Statement Edition jerseys, I do not like them. It's going to have to grow on me. It'll probably grow on me like the Black Thunder jerseys they had last season did. And... The Lightning Bolt looks fire now to me for those black jerseys. We know the moments that the Warriors have had, and it's those moments I think of as just Gary Payton II dunking in those black jerseys, and it will stay forever in my mind in that way. That's enough jersey talk here for this podcast, and that'll be enough for this edition of Strength and Numbers. It's good to be back talking with you all, talking dubs hoops after a couple of weeks off. To myself, it's been a slow NBA season. We'll see what new Golden State Warriors news comes up next week. But as always, make sure to hit follow on wherever you listen to your podcast to get the newest episode of Strength and Numbers. Make sure you follow our podcast page as a whole that has this podcast, Cyrus Sotz's new podcast, Size Corner, as well as the Rick Berry Show. And you can follow that. Under our new podcast umbrella, it's Rick Barry House. So just hit follow there on Twitter. Hit follow on dubs underscore strength. And if you want to see new episodes, new Warriors news, as well as Bay Area sports coming back, the NFL. If you're listening to this podcast, you might also be a Bay Area sports fan. So I also tweet about the San Francisco 49ers and the San Francisco Giants and also my newfound love for the MLB and my favorite player right now in Julio Rodriguez. I have been a part-time 
Mariners fan for the past two years, but this season starting off Julio Rodriguez back in. So if you want to get into the MLB a little bit, the NFL, and also the NBA, hit follow on my Twitter at bcadiz0. Thanks so much for tuning in to every single Strength and Numbers episode. We appreciate the support, and until next week, go Dubs. This show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.